Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're Grant and Danny. This is The Fan. You can kick off your future with the law firm of Condorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and your trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy, with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys, visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount, kmlawyers.com. Get old quick, man. You have a couple of kids. Next thing you know, you got to take care of some paperwork. You got to do it, man. We uh, we had a baby, got life insurance, and bought a house within three weeks. We did that a handful of years ago, man. You got to do it. As promised, caller 10 right now at 800-636-1067. Congrats. You are winning two tickets. To see the Wiz take on the Nuggets, Joker's coming to town. Sunday, January 21st, this weekend, Capital One Arena. It is actually Kids Day at the Arena, presented by Ticketmaster. First 5,000 fans are going to take home a G-Wiz squishy. For tickets and more event information, got to go to thefandc.com slash contests. Uh, right now, live all over D.C. and in Richmond on the fan and wherever you are on the Odyssey app. Let's go to the BetQL guest hotline and welcome on to the show. Our buddy Sean Sharif, who hosts mornings on our Odyssey sister station in Dallas. There's a lot of things Cowboys-wise we want to talk about, including some that are tangentially related to the Commanders. Sean, what's up, man? It's been a while. How are you? Uh, I have a headache. Uh, I forgot my cell phone this morning leaving the house. This uh, this Mike McCarthy news has hit me hard. I'm disoriented. <laughs> I'm dizzy. And uh, I, I need a nap. I need a nap bad. It's been a... It's been a it's been a rough week and a and a pretty rough day. So before we get to McCarthy, who I do want to hit on and Dax demands this offseason as well. The commanders are interviewing Dan Quinn this weekend. A lot of people saw the performance on Sunday and wanted to cross him off the list. That's not really how it works. But he has done a really good job with that defense for most of the last few years. He was a head coach of a team that got to a Super Bowl, almost won a Super Bowl. What kind of head coaching candidate do you think Dan Quinn is? That's a great question. Um, I, I think, you know, I heard Gerard Mayo yesterday in New England say, you first have to connect with these guys before you teach them X's and O's. And if that's the case, if you believe that, no one, no one is going to connect more with Dan Quinn. Amazing guy, 
seems like a fantastic person. Uh, no matter what you think of his, you know, wearing his hat backwards as an older dude, whatever. Uh, that was a criticism of Romo, uh, as we know in the media. But Micah Parsons joked the other week, and it it ticked off a lot of Cowboy fans. Maybe I'll just go with Dan Quinn. Maybe he should just take me with him. Uh, that's like his. That's like his uncle. Everyone loves the guy. I did do a nice job. You know, I think he did a nice job right there of taking the macro view of turning around this defense. There were periods under his watch in which we were having a discussion over this was going to be a great defense. Could this be an elite defense? Could this get into a Legion of Boom or Baltimore Ravens or San Francisco conversation? Uh, unfortunately, here in the Metroplex, we saw that. Uh, I, the only question I have about Dan Quinn, and it's the question I have about my, about Mike McCarthy right now, like, can he, can he crack down? Uh, is, he, is he too nice? Um, you know, this defense got, got, got beaten up physically, you know, and we've been calling them out for three years. The run defense has been an issue here. But overall, fantastic dude. Uh, no way that a coach could connect more with people personally. And, and he did do a nice job as a defense. Look, the past two years, I remember exactly where I was in the car when I heard that Jerry was able to talk him into staying. Now you've got to make the decision yourself into whether this Cowboys defense this year and the Green Bay game crosses them off your list. If he leaves and gets a head coaching gig, Sean, which seems likely the cycle, right? There aren't that many great, exciting offensive minds, and it just feels like he might just end up in Seattle to me, but, but whatever, we'll get there when we get there. How big a step back do you think Dallas's defense will take without him? Well, I mean – now it's a tremendous concern and worry because is Wink Martindale going to come here and work for a lame duck coach? You got a lame duck situation, right? That we know is twofold. Number one, you got to make sure these players don't bail at the first sign of it. We're talking here in Dallas guys, like we're five and 12. We like uh, uh, your fans listening right now, you know, the fans of the Chicago bears would call us spoiled brats. Like, First football problems, not first world problems. That we're, we're we're complaining about all this stuff and running people out of town with an NFC East championship at twelve and five. But uh, what happens if this team has a Philadelphia Eagle type slippage? Are these players going to bail? Knowing Mike McCarthy could get run, probably would get run. And how are you going to get a legit defensive coordinator to sign up here for three years? We had a Ron Rivera discussion today. We're like, okay, is Ron Rivera, who still wants to be a D.C., is he, is he desperate enough? Would he take this job? How about Mike Zimmer? You know, we were talking about Wink Martindale. I, I, I don't want to be a credible name who signs up for this situation over here. Is your belief that they should have fired McCarthy then based on, like, the elements of this that come along with a lame duck one year left on a deal, or do you feel like he's not good enough and didn't do a good job? No, my, my, my thought that they should get rid of McCarthy didn't have anything to do. You know, I wasn't even down the road of the lame duck stuff. I just said, all right, what are the Cowboys' problems? The Dallas Cowboys' problems, in my opinion, are they're not tough enough. They're a really stupid, stupid football team in terms of discipline on the field. I mean, third down penalties, just killer special teams, uh, Sam Williams, Tank Lawrence, Micah Parsons. I mean, situationally. They're a really dumb football team, and they have been under McCarthy's entire tenure here. Just go look at their number of penalty numbers. Situationally, and this is a thing that, you know, is a league-wide problem. It really is. But, you know, Mike McCarthy has had problems with clock management. A lot of coaches do. We magnify it here because we cover this team and live with them 
day in and day out. And, you know, I, I don't feel like this team is, is, is tough. Uh, San Francisco beat their ass. Uh, the Green Bay Packers pushed them around. The yards of separation for the receivers for the Packers were five yards. Five yards. That's the secondary. You all saw what Aaron Jones did. It looked like he had the 90s Cowboys offensive line. They can get pushed around. They, this football team was a bunch of finesse front runners. And I, I attribute all of that to the head coach who wanted to get tougher and kick Kellen Moore out of town because he said they wanted to run the football. That's why I wanted a hard ass. Uh, no more country club around here. No more Jerry merchandise and all the promotion that I wanted. Belichick, Mike Vrabel, or Harbaugh. Our guy Sean Sharif with us here on GD 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. I- I've always felt, Sean, from outside looking in, that Jerry wants to prove he's smarter than everybody. That's why he stayed with Jason Garrett for nine plus years, ten years, whatever it was, watching that guy just sort of clap and be a, a you know live human doll on the sideline, just yeah. so Jerry could say, "Watch when it works. I know better than everybody." How much of that is involved? Do you think? Well, I wouldn't attribute it to intelligence. I would attribute it to ego and insecurity. You know, I've always said about Jerry Jones, uh, and, and, and don't get me wrong, we interview him, you know, once a week for 13 years. I don't know Jerry Jones. I'm not going to pretend like I'm, you know, boys with Jerry. I would like to be and sip some Johnny Walker blue, but I'm not. But he seems like the most insecure billionaire that you could ever imagine. Um, there's a thought here. Like Jason Garrett. That wasn't to be smarter than everyone. That was to be like, this is my guy. Maybe you think that's being smart. Uh, and, 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 and I believe that Jerry Jones would rather finish in second, in third, in fourth place with his guy than give the credit to Bill Belichick. You know, that's the reason that Jimmy got fired. But Jerry knows if he hired Belichick and Bill came in here and won it, what would we all say? Oh, Belichick, he finally did it for Jerry. Uh, Belichick put the Cowboys on top. Belichick got his title without, without Tom Brady. And to me, that is a disservice as an owner to your city. That's a disservice and an insecure way to act as the person that's gonna, supposed to be the shepherd for the football team and, 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 and the community. And it's sad. It's, it's, it's really disheartening. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about a disheartening owner situation considering what you guys just got out of. But I think it's an ego thing, and it's an insecurity thing, and it's uh, it's unfortunate. Sean Sharif, our sister station in Dallas, lot to cover on the Cowboys front. Some of it relating. By the way, by the way, guys, don't. Here's the thing that hit me hardest over the last 24 hours: the possibility, and I never thought of this in my entire life covering this team, the possibility that Jerry Jones is actually cheap. We went back <laughs> and looked. It was, now we during, there's been a lot of Sean Payton hype. You know, and when we were doing all our Sean Payton homework, he was always Jerry's white whale, we thought. We found, you know, Jerry has never been at the top of the league in terms of paying coaches salary. I don't think he's ever gone over five mil a year. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's never gone over six million a year. So we we're like, he's not gonna hire Sean Payton. Like history shows that's not gonna happen. And there's a concern here now that and and and, and in free agency this team, there's a misnomer because of these national morons that report on all the old Cowboy stereotypes. This is a quietly conservative team. The last major free agent they signed was Brandon Carr. That's a long time ago. Everyone still thinks of Charles Haley. Everyone still thinks of Dion. And, and Jerry loves coming on the radio and talking about, I'm such a maverick. And, you know, I built off of oil. And you talk about living on the edge. His son, Stephen, is, uh, you know, fiscally conservative. And, and Jerry 
abides by that. Their major moves were for fifth-round picks. They traded for Stephon Gilmore. They traded for Brandon Cook. So there's a worry that, number one, he wouldn't even have paid for Belichick at over $20 million a year, 15 whatever it is. And number two, he wasn't going to pay Mike McCarthy for a year of not working. And that that really hit hard because he didn't cut corners with the stadium. He didn't cut corners with the team's facility, Ford Center in Frisco. But the, some, of the, some of these moves are, are, are showing that he might be a little frugal. That's possible. I, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, it's been a long time since they had a lot of money to spend. I'd be curious to see what kind of free agency they might have if they had $75 million going into free agency. It, it almost never and, happens. And to their credit, right? Like that that's kind of the way every team wants to do it. Like they they believe in drafting their own and paying their own. And they've and, and, and that's succeeded. You pay Zach Martin, you pay Dak Prescott, they're gonna pay C D Lamb, they're gonna pay Micah Parsons, they paid Trayvon Diggs. That is the way you wanna do it, but this team has not made any attempt for for an over the top finishing piece. We we knew that they were gonna hurt at linebacker. They lost their draft pick overshone. Uh, in the preseason, we we knew that the running game was an issue early on when Tony Pollard was not able to to look himself physically coming off the offseason surgery and injury against San Francisco. And they just they're known around here for not making any moves. They investigated Darius Leonard for a little bit, and that was basically it. How about Dak, who you referenced is one of the guys that they've paid. They're about to have to pay him again. What yep. might he be making, and, and is that happening this offseason for sure? Well, they have to redo his deal. He, he, he carries a $60 million number. He has them by the balls. Um, he's got a no trade as well. His agent knew that he had the leverage, and they punished the Cowboys for waiting. Uh, I was in agreement for the Cowboys for waiting because Dak, to me, is one of those really difficult players to evaluate. And just for the record, just let me tell you where all of Dallas stands. And I'm, I'm curious to get y'all's take if it's crazy or, you know, y'all's fan base's take. Everyone wanted McCarthy gone. Dan Quinn is now hated. Like, there was a thought that if McCarthy gets fired, you immediately promote Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was the prince of the city. When we relayed Ed Warder's report today that Dan Quinn will come back here if he doesn't get a head coaching job, people were furious. And then people almost ran me out of town yesterday when I said Dak should get his raise and he should get extended. I mean, these are all the different talking points uh, that have Cowboy fans losing it right now. I mean, we're talking – some people are throwing out $60 million a year. Uh, they, have to, they have to rework the deal, though, because he's got a $60 million cap hold on him. He's got a $60 million number. They have to redo it. Sean, to me, it's uh, – I'll just give you my view first. I think it's, it's that – I don't want to say complacency is the word, but it's, uh, it's not understanding what the abyss looks like. Because, quite frankly, Dallas, and, and you know better than anybody, I would say it lucked their way into a couple guys that weren't the original plan, long-term answers to quarterback. With Romo yeah. coming out of nowhere after a couple injuries, then Dak takes over a similar way. The abyss is dark, man. The abyss is a terrible, terrible place to go. You've got yeah. some certain. You've got a guy that when things are right can go 36 touchdowns and barely crack double-digit picks. Do not scoff at that. At whatever it costs, you got to have to do it. And, and and I agree with that. And and you know, but you always have you know Al Bundy fan who goes, it's just about titles. Can he get it done in the postseason? Of or course. Not? So I'm supposed to, and I grew up a Washington fan, so I know everything you're talking about. All right, I I'm not gonna. Dak Prescott is gonna finish, and, and I haven't always been the biggest Dak fan. He's gonna finish two or three in MVP. Yep. He 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 just is. He might finish second. I'm not willing to throw that away. Now, look, the Cowboys can't beat 
the upper echelon teams. They lost to Miami. They lost. They got worked by Buffalo. They got humiliated by San Francisco. Um, and I'm forgetting the the fourth team. But can every quarter? Can every other quarter? How many other quarterbacks in the league can have the regular season that Dak Prescott just did? Now, was it a career year? Yes. Is it sustainable? I don't know. But I feel like he can put up some top five numbers now. Um, as long as C.D. Lamb is healthy, it comes down to, am I going to throw all of that away because he might come up short in the playoffs? Am I going to throw all that away because of this, this, this Green Bay game? Now, he is 2-5 and five overall in the postseason. That is not good. Uh, but I feel like it has clicked for Dak here in the last, like, year, two, three. What, let me ask you this. What would you all be willing to give up if they put him on the block? Like, what, what type of drafts? compensation would you be would you be running to do it no that's more only interesting because yeah. you got to pay him 50 million dollars a year and to me the, the greatest asset in football right now is trying to find a quarterback you don't have to pay now you're chasing a ghost but you're picking yeah. two right now like if washington was picking 21 i'd feel very like different. if i was atlanta it's a different different ask yeah, right exactly if, if i'm not in position to get a quarterback which i think you got to be in the top three probably to get one of the guys in this draft then it's a different conversation. But sitting two, and I have the the rookie draft for you know a capital for five years of, of not having to pay a guy. That's appealing to me more so than the fifty million plus a bunch of picks. Yeah, I mean, but you could get Zach Wilson. You could. You could get Rosen. <laughs> yeah. I, look, get if you're Steve. trading me Mahomes, it's a different story. Yeah, but Dak's really good. Uh, you know, I don't know how how where does he rank People. in the in the NFL right now? I would say he's. Like back end top ten, I think he's Ooh. something like Ooh. that. Well, I think that's where every you know you know we all cover these GM polls in the off season, right? We all do the ESPN Jeremy Fowler or Athletic the quarterback polls in the list, and everyone had him at nine or ten, and I did as well. I don't know how right now, I don't know how right now you can't have him over Lawrence. You, I think you have to put him over Herbert. I've been a Herbert supporter, but like when did Justin Herbert? end up catching heat. Well, so, but here's the question though, right? I I think if we're basing it on the season, they just had no doubt I've got him number two, but if we're saying start of next year, who would you rather have? Like I would rather have Lamar. I'd rather have Josh Allen. I'd rather have Mahomes. I'd rather have, um, Burrow, Burrow for sure. I would say, would you rather have Stafford or, or Prescott? I'd rather have Stafford probably. Okay, but that but but now we're getting to an even discussion. Yeah. Right? Now we're not so Dak, you just named four guys. Yeah. And we used to name Hurts for sure after last right and 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 to your point. I Jalen Hurts' year last season was more out of the blue than what Dak just did. The Dallas Cowboys people people were ticked off that Kellen Moore got run out of town as well because the Dallas Cowboys had the number 1 offense two years ago. Yep. So like if you look at the numbers, Dak just I, this was a watered down year for MVP, right? We can all agree on that. But so the reason that Dak is two or three in the final results is because it's a watered down year. He put up these numbers with Kellen Moore, but I think because you have Herbert, you have Lawrence, you have Deshaun Watson falling out of that discussion, you have Jalen Hurts now falling out of that discussion. Dak Prescott has moved up, right? He was there with Cousins. I think a lot of people would take him over Cousins right now. It, it was that it was that car. Cousins, Stafford argument and level, but yeah. that gets you up to about five. But that's a so good yeah, tier, so yeah. If I throw Herbert in front of him, you're right. There's five definitely. I would take Cousins over him. But, yeah, the point is him, Kirk, 
Uh, like I'm taking him over Tua. I'm taking him over. Like, are, are you ready to already put Stroud or somebody like that? You're right. You could start having that conversation around six. And 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 look, I I pray to the sports gods. Eli Manning never gets in. He doesn't deserve it. He will, but he will. He will. He, will. he won't teach Super Bowls, Sean. He uh, won't teach Super Bowls. Oh, you guys do a better New York accent than that. You guys sound more meatbelly than that. Like that wasn't my right New York there. accent. It's just our generic meathead that yells about offensive lines. And... Guy who cares about uh, quarterback wins and losses. That's right. But but the point is, Eli Manning was perfect for New York. He just he just was right. The guy I've never seen him snap. I never saw him get ticked off. And and Dak Prescott is, is, is pretty great for this situation here with all the heat and all the crap that we give him and that, and that he has to deal with. And I, and I, and I do think he can be, he can be a, a game changer. You know, I thought, you know, early on he was a bus driver and he's always had really good talent around him. Um, and I don't know if he can turn, he was, don't get me wrong. He was, he choked, he got tight. He, he pressed, he was abysmal, hideous against green Bay, but man, I'm not going, I'm not willing to go down Danny's uh, quarterback purgatory because they did that after uh, they, they they did that uh, in between Aikman and Romo around here. Sean, my last one for you before we let you jump. It's hard to do, obviously, because this league changes so much and the whole thing rewards parity. But looking at the salary cap and what they might have to do, give me a prognosis, kind of an outlook the next three years for the Cowboys. Well, they're never going to take a step back. The, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win ten or eleven games next year. Like, th- th- see, this is the thing that Jerry did today. He destroyed any off-season hope, optimism, new reason for excitement. He destroyed it. Because now this regular season that we're about to go through means nothing. It means jack squat. They're going to win 10 or 11 games over the next one, two, three seasons. Um, And, you know, they're probably – next year they're going to come up short because I don't know how Mike McCarthy is all of a sudden going to change the culture around here um, that, you know, isn't tough enough. But Jerry Jones is never, ever, ever going to take us, you know, a, a step backwards to go two steps forward. He's never going to tear it down. You know, there's Micah Parsons trade discussions happening right now on, on our station. Like, just what if? Like, what if versus paying him $35 million? He doesn't want to stick around and talk to the media. If, if, they, if they beat someone by 20 and he doesn't have a stat or a pressure in the, in, in the stat sheet, he runs out. You know, he is not a face leader of your team in terms of accountability and people are having those discussions but jerry jerry always says i ain't got time to have a bad time and he is referring to his that's not a new york accent by the way Grant. <laughs> he is not gonna do anything at the age of 82 the argument can be made that keeping the continuity of mccarthy and maybe dan quinn together is better for jerry's timeline then starting over with Belichick and a new scouting department and a new program and a new culture, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win about 10 games a year and probably come short. That's your next three years. Sean, great having you on. Good catching good up. Good to catch man. up, buddy. Be good, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, boys. Have a good one. Sean Sharif, radio in Dallas, morning show on our sister station out there. Commanders interviewing Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris for their head coaching job today. How about Eric Bieniemy? What's next for him? A possible landing spot is officially open for business. Let's talk about that next on The Fan.
345, our double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. And at four, we are blitzing on Grant and Danny. Ben Standing joins us at five. We'll get the latest on everything going on with the commanders. They have hired their GM, Adam Peters. And his number one mission right now is to find their head coach. Interviews today with Raheem Morris and Dan Quinn, as we've talked about. What about Eric Bieniemy? What's next for him? So Mike Tomlin met with the media today in Pittsburgh. I said about a month ago, I thought the Steelers would make a lot of sense for Bieniemy. It's a good fit. Tomlin, among other things today, said that he believes the offensive coordinator is going to come from outside the organization. He also said that there will be a competition for the quarterback spot with Kenny Pickett. I think they want to bring Mason Rudolph back, who's a free agent. He played really well down the stretch. And then let him and Pickett duke it out, just based on listening to the presser uh, from earlier today. Maybe they would compete in training camp in Latrobe. But I think what they really would prefer, Pickett's going into a critical, got to have it season. You know, their offense ascended as the year went on after he got hurt. Maybe Rudolph outplayed him. Perhaps it was just that they started to move on from life without Matt Canada and actually started doing some better things. But they're going to bring in an OC from outside the building. Is that a possible fit for Biennemi? That's kind of an area I've targeted for him. The only question I have is, when I think Steelers, I think running the football. And that's antiquated and probably not fair because Ben Roethlisberger had seasons where he was slinging it around. Slinging it all over the yard. 500 yeah. times for 5,000 yards or whatever. And and that was with Mike Tomlin there. But I would like to think that Biennemi would get an interview there for sure and get an opportunity to at least talk to Tomlin. Those guys have a bit of a relationship. I'm penciling that in as one of the potential destinations. But what's going to happen for Biennemi here? He's getting no run at all from head coaching candidates. Or I should say interviews like, yeah. as, a, as a candidate in these vacancies. There's nobody talking to him at this point. It seems like this season really backfired on him. Yeah, so I was wrong. I thought because of the dearth of uh, offensive minds in this cycle that he might get more looks simply because of that, right? Simply because that's what people want. They want a, a, a leader of men type, which you would say that he is, plus a, a guy with some offensive experience to be in charge of your building. There aren't that many offensive candidates right now at the top of people's lists. So I thought maybe that might just be because that's where the league is going. He might get a look that way, sort of through the back door, so to speak. But there isn't much interest right now. This is two straight off seasons where he won't get a single interview. After he was the hot guy for a few years. Mm -hmm. Remember when you thought you were the hot dad, but you weren't? Yep. I he, mean, that's months, by the way, of thinking that. He actually was the hot he really was. candidate. And he was right about it. He's like, I think I'm the hot candidate. And pretty much for... I don't know, every year for the better part of three or four years in a row, he would get somewhere between like three, four. There was an offseason, yeah. I think, where he got five interviews where he was basically Ben Johnson. He never got those jobs. And this is why I think, not that he chose to stay and turn down a job. Johnson did last year. But this is why you got to be careful about that, I think. Because it, it the, the pendulum can swing on you yep. a little bit. Like Bobby Slowick right now, everyone's looking at his work with Houston and C.J. Stroud, and he's this ascending star who's this masterful football mind maybe he's a savant if the texans crash back down to earth in their second year next season with D'Amico ryans and stroud has a sophomore slump or something and their off offense isn't as good doesn't mean slowick wouldn't get a job but he might be viewed a little bit differently in the cycle well you go from up and comer where there's mystery i'm telling you the, the unknown is is so powerful when it comes to the nfl when it comes to hiring a coach or or whatever when we've got a known quantity, a sample is going to be mixed for anybody, right? That happens when you're around long enough. You have bad, you have bad games. Dan Quinn, who we were just talking to Sean Sharif about, went from genius defensive coordinator for I don't know what thirty some games, 
terrible one is latest sample, so now people want to run out of town. That's what happens in this league of reaction. So Eric Bannemi's not that young anymore. He's, he'll be 55 this season. You go from intriguing, upside, hothead coaching candidate, the, the narrative can shift like this as ba- a bad sample happens. Let's say for the sake of argument next year, God forbid, C.J. Stroud slips on some ice uh, and can't play for, for eight, nine weeks, and it's backup quarterback Billy, and you know a couple things regress, and all of a sudden Houston isn't as good. Is he thought of the same way? Maybe, maybe not. It's one of those things where the, the 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 all the gears have to line up, the timing has to be right, and it's one of those very fortuitous things. And the, the organization that is hiring you a lot of times has to be willing to to take a risk that wasn't there before. Again, I, I always point to McVay with the Rams, where they're probably going, yeah, it's a year too early. If he gets on that plane and goes somewhere else, someone's going to take that chance, and you you'll have missed out. Totally, boom, he gets the gig. OC jobs right now, top of my head. The Bears is is very marketable. That's open. They kept Matt Eberflus. Although, here's the problem with that one. You're kind of taking a gig with a head coach who's on a fairly warm seat. Yeah. I mean, to, to say it differently, that guy needs to win this coming year or he's fired. It's what Biennemi just did here. How'd it work out for him? Mm-hmm. I don't think he had another option, certainly not a better option. So what happened was he had Washington as the last team that didn't have an OC uh, filled, he wanted to be a, a play caller, and he took that opportunity. But he knew he was entering into a situation with Ron Rivera where there was a chance Rivera was going to get fired, and you'd be between a rock and a hard place. And that's kind of what's happened. So the Eberflus Chicago situation is similar. New Orleans is not that different either. I mean, the Saints have an OC opening. Is Dennis Allen on on solid footing? Mickey Loomis did a press conference yesterday. Their GM. Have you ever seen him talk, by the way? Mickey Loomis? Yeah. Yeah. He did a press conference yesterday while he was chewing gum, and it was the most over-the-top gum chewing into the microphone that I've ever heard. Yeah, it's a Kim versus Pete Carroll on a gum off. It sounded like this yesterday. It was, it was unbelievable. He was like, Dennis Allen can do this, guys. Look, it's 7-9, and 8-8, eight and 8-8. Eight and eight and eight. You ever seen uh, Bill Belichick's first three years? Like, that's literally uh, – yeah. I don't know if you guys are as bothered as I am by, like, loud gum chewing. It's just a pet Let, peeve dude, of mine. Loud chewing. Directly into the microphone. Loud chewing. I, I can't. I, loud chewing, and that, while we're at it, slurping. You know, like, if somebody's got hot soup or, like, cereal, I, I got to leave the room. Do, I can't handle it. Do they have a PR director? Like, someone's got to say, hey, Mickey, get that gum out of your mouth, man. We're about to do a press conference. Can you imagine that argument, by the way? Some little junior PR staff was like, ah, <laughs> Mr. Loomis. Would you mind expectorating your gum? <laughs> Did you get rid of it before you go on stage? Backhand slap. <laughs> I'm going to be chewing my gum. I just wonder what the interest is right now in enemy. He can sell maybe. Look what I did with Sam Howe for the first part of the season. Now the re- retort to that might be, what about the second part of the season? <laughs> That's not going to go very well. Um, but maybe he'll say, look, he was a fifth-round pick. He wasn't prepared. We did some good things with him. I guess you could just point to Kansas City. Maybe you just pretend like this season never happened. Because they'll say, why did Terry McLaurin only average 11 yards a catch? Why did Jahan Dotson take a step back after being a first-round pick? So maybe you just point to, I won Super Bowls with Andy Reid. I know how the Chiefs run their operation. And I went to the reverse car wash, and I, too, am dirtier than when I got there. Like every other coach that's ever done it. You know what I mean? Like nobody's had success there. I didn't have success there, too. You want to hold that against me? Fine. If you're him... Steelers, Kenny Pickett, Saints, Derek Carr, coach that might be fired, and Chicago, Eberflus, 
probably Caleb Williams, coach that might be fired, and doing the bit again Mm -hmm. where you are calling plays for a brand-new quarterback you're having to break in. Which job would you most want? I don't. I don't think he's in a situation where he, he gets to choose. But I'm just hypothetically if, asking. If you could, Pittsburgh. Uh, a because Tomlin's great. The other guys are not. That's yes. number one. Number two, there are a couple of receivers there that are good. We forgot that they're good because Matt Canada stinks and they couldn't really throw the ball. But you give me a starter could have Deontay Johnson, who's a year removed from 1,200 yards, and George Pickens, who is 1,100 yard receiver this year. That's a pretty good tandem. That's a good starting point for me. And they got a good backfield. You know, Davenport was a first-round pick, uh, and or I should say um, Harris. You did the uh, Danny bet. Yes, I did. Na- Najee Davenport, I'm Najee sure. Najee Davenport. I was like, does he mean Najee Davenport? Uh, he's not on the Steelers any, no. at this point. I no, he's believe. not. Uh, Najee Harris was a first-round pick who's fine, and Jalen Warren is better. Than Good him. little versatile back, yeah. I think he could do a little bit of everything. So, no, the weapons are there. There's more continuity. You got a head coach that you, you don't have to worry about getting fired. I'd, I'd like to see him land there. I think that could be interesting. Um, another one is the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have an OC opening. Deshaun Watson will be their starter next year. I think he has stunk for the most part. Flacco's been better than him. Uh, you name it, Browns. P.J. Walker at times was better than him. <laughs> but you would go work with, if you believe, in Deshaun Watson. Uh, maybe Nick Chubb comes back. Maybe he doesn't. I'm not really sure. They've got some weapons, including Amari Cooper. That opening is out there. I just wonder, the flip side, like how much interest there is. Where does he rank among mm-hmm. OC candidates? And and is there going to be a stench from this season? How much there did, might he, be. did he hurt himself this year? I, I think it's maybe more substantial than we initially thought going into this and kind of even during, right, while it was happening. Because, again, he's not getting mentioned for anything. Well, I think the carousel stops, and then it's like, okay, we can't find anybody. Open up the Brian Schottenheimer tier of offensive coordinators, and that's where he might be. But to be fair, like, it was a different story with eight games left. In other words, if, that's if, kind of my if, point. if the season ended in week 10, I think he's getting interviews. And he might even get a head coach interview. Mm-hmm. The rest of the season happened when they started playing the good defenses. Yep. Started getting shoved on constantly. And I think that's probably what the, that lasting memory and that taste in everybody's mouth is. God, that was a bad offense the last several weeks. And then you dig into some of the numbers and you go, Wait, what happened to these guys at wide receiver? Look at Sam Howell's regression as the year went on. Why didn't we try to protect him differently? And why didn't we do some things when he was getting sacked at a rate that would have broken some records after a couple games? Why did it take until week nine to start Doing this or that. Just waiting for the alarm bells to go off here for the first eight weeks. They didn't seem to go off. Why not? Are there any pages in your playbook where he's under center? Like, There's going to be some tough questions asked, for sure. Double play is next. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. Grant and Danny with you on the fan. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondori and Murrah. They'll help protect your assets. Update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention G&D. Score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Danny, send me your paperwork. I just want to make sure everything is squared away just the way I want it. I'll send it over to you real quick. Just <laughs> Don't do anything until you get it. My, my name is G-R-A. <laughs> And it is time for your double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. It's getting no fanfare. I barely saw previews for it. I barely wasn't on my radar. We got to go back a few years. The first season of True Detective 
starring Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. One of the great seasons of television in the history of the medium. I don't think that's hyperbolic. That season of True Detective was so unbelievably good, everything that kind of came after it was viewed as a big disappointment. I think season two wasn't good. Season three, I thought, was really good television also, but nothing can hold up to those two and that chemistry they had, et cetera. Season four of True Detective is called True Detective Night Country, and it takes place in Alaska. And the premise here is you've got something happening. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. We've only had one episode, but it's in a weird place in the world where it's permanent night. The last day of sunlight happens, and now everything is in the dark. Jodie Foster is the lead. There are a couple other uh, folks that you've seen and would recognize. The first episode, a couple jump scares. I was uncomfortable a couple different times. Excellent. It feels like it's back, Jeeps. Now, it's it's a premature call. I'm not declaring it back. That's are you a, ready to put your reputation on I it? will not put my reputation on this yet. This is not a John Beck situation. But it sounds like if, if putting your reputation on a program meant that you grab a stamp and you go over your head like a judge and you slam the gavel, and then you stamp it down, and it says, like, Danny Rue, seal of approval. It sounds like you are picking up the stamp. It's too early. It's too early. I'm looking at the stamp. I know where it is on my desk. I know where it's at. I will tell you this. That first episode got me hooked right in. Wow. She's awake. If you know, you know. That first episode. You, you always have to do that. Of course I do. You always have to. You, you, you know. I'm not going to ruin anything, but I'm just going to say this one thing. Yeah. You always have to do that. You're man. 100% right about me. Why That's, do you have to? I'm so insecure. If you know, you know. I'm well, so, don't sh- do that. Listen, part. I'm telling you, I'm explaining it. I'm so insecure. I have to have people know and understand that I know and understand. But just don't. You did great. Just, can't help it. That last part. Why did you have to do that? I can't help it. She's awake. You heard Clearly me. Clearly important. Now, every girl I see, is she awake or not? I'm thinking the you whole time. You don't know. You won't know. It's the first episode hooked me right in. First episode, really, really, really good. Sunday nights. So my double play is going to curtail off of your double play. All right. Okay. Let's do this. I didn't want to do this, but I have to. Uh-oh. I've got to put Danny Rui on trial right oh, now. Oh, no. Yeah, you are on trial. Let's see if you're guilty or innocent. You're watching True Detective yes. season whatever this is. Season four. That means you have HBO Max. No. How are you watching it? I have HBO via cable. Then don't you have HBO Max? No. I canceled HBO Max because that was extra so I could like watch it on my phone or my iPad or something. HBO, I got through cable. You're dismissed. You're innocent. I was ready to get really salty because I've been trying to watch the last two episodes of Hard Knocks for a month, and I texted you, Ham and Eggers, after I lost H, uh, what was it? Max. Max. They call it the dumbest thing Max in the world. Max Plus, or, or uh, I don't know. It, it started out as HBO, then it was HBO Max, now it's Max, now it's become like just X. Well, you disrespect the fact that it was HBO Go at one point. I was like, oh, it's That's on the Go, a, yes. That's normal. Then it was Go. Then it was HBO, then it was Max, Go and Max Go, and the Go Go, Max Scherzer, Chuck Brown. Then Johnny Davis was at the Go Go, and it was Chucky Brown. It was, it was so many things. Chucky Cheese, no one knows. Yeah, everyone was upset. Mm-hmm. I texted you people. What do you mean, you people? I mean, Danny Ruye. Oh. Garris Dameron and Ryan Clary. Okay. And I said, who has HBO Max? I'm trying to watch the last couple episodes of Hard Knocks after I lost it. And I got a bunch of, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it, including from Danny Ruye. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out here chirping about what a great show he's watched on HBO. On HBO. So I, was, I was ready to pounce. 
I was. I, I saw you. You got, you got that look in your eye. I was I got, a little upset. I was nervous. Because I, I know a guy who would have no problem giving you a log into an app anytime you'd ever want. Well, now, there's, there'd be also, just in fairness to what we're talking about here, there'd be a Grand Canyon-style chasm between do I have it and am I able to then share the ability to get into it with somebody? Like, me having it would be nice. I probably got in that one time and I have no idea how to get in again. So you're like, what? Well, all what's... you would need is a login and a password. Yeah, it sounds simple, doesn't it? I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be able to get that done for you. Like, you, if I had it, I'd give it to you. But my point is, I don't. I don't know. All I want to do, I know, is watch Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins a couple more times. That's all I want to do. To catch him on a golf course these days. Well, the right? season's over. Yeah, but my season's not over. No, you still got a couple. I got a couple epi's left. Epi pens that I got to figure out here. I was loving hard knocks. Yeah, it's and through. Here's, I made the mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. It's actually been brilliant and wonderful, and I'm so happy. I got angry because I was so over this Tegna versus CBS thing. Everyone's like, oh, they figured it out before the playoffs. Awesome. What about the other six weeks when I wanted to watch CBS, Alabama, Auburn, and every NFL game, and they just told me to kick rocks. Here we go, Jim. No Grant. Sit, sit on a stick, right? So I decided I'm over this. I'm done. I'm moving on. But when I got YouTube TV, mm-hmm. I lost the ability to log in somehow. I don't know how this works. You lost your patch already. I guess because I had HBO Max through DirecTV or something. I don't even know why it was like By the that. way, whatever this is, not saying you, but the general, I have this through this Yeah. over that, <laughs> over that. For yeah. a while, I had Max because through AT&T, and I had Paramount Plus through Peacock, and I had Peacock through uh, Cox Cable, and I had, oh, my God, stop it. Yeah. Too many things. I just now I love not paying as much. It's like folding into my cost for the thing I'm already getting. So I guess that makes sense. But no, it's weird. I have Hulu through Disney, and if you have Disney through the ABC Unbundled uh, ESPN app, oh my God, take me away. Yeah. So my guy uh, Juan Romero just tweeted me. I'm at Grant H. Paulson. Danny's at Funny Danny. He said you can get Max through your cable subscription. That's how I have it. You're right. What if you cut the cord? And you have YouTube TV. Imagine you got a big old pair of bolt cutters, and you're standing right next to that cord, yep. and you start singing a song like when Chevy Chase lights up the uh, the Christmas decorations in vacation, and you cut that SOB. But I do want to watch True Detective as well, so maybe I'll have to. I just don't want to pay for another app. It just got me on Peacock. I know. I just got on Peacock. I'm watching every Royal Rumble that's ever happened every night till two in the morning now. I think what Juan Romero's getting at is that you can add HBO to your YouTube TV subscription as well. Hmm. Yeah. That's real interesting. Is that Juan Romero's music right there? Is that true? <laughs> so I'm it's additional sure it fee, is. obviously. How much would it cost you? I'm not sure. I, I don't I don't have it on mine, so but I'm not sure. But then will I have Max? I will tell you this. Max was, an, was not afraid to charge a whole bunch of money. Like I was like, that's pretty bold. They're like, yeah, but you can also watch these shows where they're not good. Yeah, he and, charged the Nationals $215 million over seven years. Hey! Oh, thank you. Huh? Who? Who guys? Who? Who said it? Go on. This Who guy. Did it? He's a guard. I'll tell you what. It, huh? Who's done it? <laughs> I, I won't stop. Who's done it? <laughs> Seriously, this is the show. Um, That's a deep callback. That is a deep cut. Uh, <laughs> ones that people get that is, one. Is it just me and you, the two? I think there's like four other people that okay. probably saw that stand-up show, too, who may be listening to the show Who's right now it? this minute. I'm not stopping. Who's done it? No, seriously, this is the show. Um... Yeah, I but they like I couldn't like when they, we fold it into whatever stupid uh, DIY network or yeah. or reality show network where we throw wine in each other's faces or something. 
They're like, we think you guys want this the same way you want Sopranos or The Wire. And I'm like, that's a no for me, dog. I don't want that at all. So I'm still subscribing through cable, which mm. is outrageously expensive. But I, I got rid of the Scherzer. So maybe I'll add HBO to my YouTube TV. Here's the only problem. I, I, I need Max. I want the ability to do it on demand. And I don't know if I have that at that point or not. But we'll sort it out. So if you get it, if you get it through your cable, yeah. you do what I do. You, get, you have that DVR situation. Do you yes. have anything like that? You set your recording. So you don't have to do the on-demand situation. But can I go back and watch the old Hard Knocks that way? They'll they'll re-rack them all the time. Mm-hmm. They love doing that bit. So you just you schedule for new. You search for it. You schedule for new, and you get them recorded. Time to go blitzing around the Beltway next. Want to talk quarterbacks at four twenty-five on the fan? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.